Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Mamas Uncensored with Brittany and Marlo. Hey, Marlo. Hey, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. I'm excited about this episode tonight. <laughs> One of my favorite topics. <laughs> yes, I am too. And I think a lot of moms are also going to appreciate this. Yes, absolutely. But first, before we dig in to our topic, are you drinking anything fun tonight? Um, it's not really that much fun, but lately I've been into these bubblies. Mm. Um, you know, like the um, the sparkling water. Okay. Have you had, in, have you had these? No, I'm, I've seen them. I mean, they're really popular, but I've never tried them before. So these are actually my favorite because they, they're all natural, like it. You know, they don't have that like chemically taste. To oh, them. yeah. So this one is actually a caffeinated bubbly. <laughs> Not that I need it at like 830 at night, but it's a mango <laughs> passion. Fruit. It's a mango passion fruit. And it's like one of my favorite ones. So oh, that does sound good. It is so good. Have to get what are you try. drinking? I'm just drinking a glass of um, Malbec. Yeah. I um, good. yeah, it's my favorite red wine. Um, I just woke up from a nap not too long ago. <laughs> I was like, hmm, let me get a glass of wine. <laughs> hey, that's even better. A glass of wine after mm -hmm. a nap. That's great. I needed it after the day I had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the kids didn't let me nap too peacefully, you know, running around shooting Nerf guns and whatnot. But yeah, <laughs> 15 minutes, I think I got in. <laughs> oh, wow. The life of kids, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so, yeah. So first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's already listened to the episodes that we dropped already. Um, I appreciate you all taking the time out to listen to us and get to know us. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was super exciting. I know that. Um, I just took a look at it, you know, all because it's you know how many mm -hmm. people have listened so yeah shout out to all the people that have listened and we definitely appreciate it and hopefully um we'll just continue to grow absolutely that is the goal all righty so you want to take us into our topic yeah so tonight we are going to talk about um different parenting styles so i know like you know, parenting in itself, right, can be super stressful, especially when you have your first kid. Um, um, and I think we, a lot of times we either say we're going to parent just like our parents or we're not going to parent like our parents. Absolutely. <laughs> and, or, right, maybe it's a combination of the two. Yeah. So, um yeah, so what we're going to discuss tonight is just a different type of parenting styles and like the things that resonate for us, mm -hmm. um, which I think would be super helpful. And, you know, and maybe there's other people that are listening to this and they're like, oh, you know, I kind of parent like that or that's a great mm -hmm. idea to parent like that. And Absolutely. there's no right or wrong, right? Because no. a lot of times we do parent a certain way because that is how we, how we were raised. And I think there mm -hmm. does come with a sense of awareness 
of how this is working for my child or my children. And sometimes you have to use different parenting styles with each child. Absolutely. Yep. Which I'm sure you can totally relate to. Mm -hmm. Or you'll start off thinking you're parenting one way and realize that that's not working out for you and your children. So you'll switch it up to a different style. Um, Or like you'll think pre-kids, you're like, I'm going to parent this way. And then you have kids and you're like, holy shit, this is not what I expected. (laughs) So you completely switch it up. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, the other thing um, is, I mean, I wasn't super young when I had my first child. I was like 25. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even know there were different types of parenting styles. (laughs) Exactly. That whole part. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it was just one. Right. Right. (laughs) But there's like, there's a lot of different parenting styles. And I'm just like, whoa, I had no clue. Right. And for me, considering I didn't want kids, I never like even looked into it or thought twice about how I was going to parent. Um, It just never even crossed my mind. And then when I did have my first kid, I was like, I'm just going to like make sure he stays alive. Like I still wasn't really thinking about different parenting styles. I'm like, they let me take this baby home. I got to keep him alive. Um, And then from there, like as I got more and more kids, then I had to like, all right, Brittany, you have to like figure this out. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot. Yep. It is. It is. But so, yeah. Cool. So um, let's go into, I guess, one of the most popular um, parenting styles is authoritative. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So this is definitely not one that I had much experience with, with growing up. Um, but this is definitely that one where like the parents are parents, they're not their friends, um, they're firm, um, but they also have very high expectations of their children and, mm-hmm. but they also reinforce the good behaviors and, um, and also reward kids for following through. Right. Right. Yep. I think, I think my mom tried to do a little bit of authoritative, um, mixed in with like maybe a little bit, you know, permissive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was. She was a parent, like, you know, she's the parent, not your friend sort of thing. Yeah. It's funny because I'm sitting here trying to think. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, my mom definitely wasn't like that. And, you know, my mom was a single mom, so (laughs) she worked a lot. So I wouldn't say she was uninvolved, but she was involved to the extent that she could be but she also was working a lot. Mm. So there probably should have been more parenting, but she was at work. (laughs) So it was like, my brothers were kind of left to parent me. Oh, okay. You know, which that was completely uninvolved. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I see like, I see certain positives, you know, being um, an authoritative parent, 
like you set, you know, your rules and your expectations. And I mean, the good part of it, you are rewarding them for, you know, good behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, sometimes, you know, those type of parents set too high of expectations. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes it a little bit difficult for the children to uh, reach the expectations. And so, I don't know, I think it it could cause, um, you know, some issues as they get older. I agree. I totally agree. And I also think that sometimes with the authoritative, not always, but sometimes those expectations um, are more of like, are coming from what the parent wants more for the kid than what, Mm -hmm. not really taking into consideration what the kid wants for themselves. Exactly. And this is probably a little bit more as they start to get a little bit older and they're coming into their own. Right. You know, but I can see that happening there also. Yep. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. So if you think you're an authoritative parent, you know, we love to hear from you, like how your parenting style works and what works for that, you know, type of parenting, what you're seeing that isn't working. I'd love to hear from you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I think the next one would, which would be cool to talk about is like permissive parenting. Um, you know, and that type of parenting, it comes from a place of love. You just want your children to enjoy life. You don't want them to have too many rules, just, you know, be a kid, be a child. Um, the relationship is pretty cordial between, you know, both the parent and the child. Um, but sometimes with that type of parenting, you know, the children aren't learning like too many rules <laughs> because you're kind of allowing them to do, you know, a lot of stuff on their own. Um, what do you think about permissive parenting? Well, it was funny. I was sitting here thinking about this and I was like, hmm, I think what my second child I actually was a little bit more permissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that reason too is uh, he really struggled with ADHD and right. rules were very hard for him. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so I tried to come from a place of love and probably times where I should have been more firm to hold those boundaries with him. Right. I didn't because I already knew he was struggling. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, <laughs> right, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know. But I guess hindsight, you know, it probably did not help with his impulsiveness. Got you. That could make sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think you know, there's obviously pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going back to like, right, there's no right or wrong way here. It's, that's what I felt like was best for him in that moment. Right. You know, but there's definitely some times where I could have been a little bit more strict with him. Yep. I definitely um, understand that. I always tell Marlo, um, one of my twins remind me so much of her second son. <laughs> and I feel like with him, I... I do find myself being a bit more permissive um, and letting him get away with more than the other kids, just because he do struggle in other areas. Um, 
So I do have to catch myself um, sometimes with that. I don't want the kids to think I'm playing favoritism because I'm really not. It's just me trying to parent to his personality. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I think that again, we have to do what isn't the best for each child, you know, in that moment. And there definitely were times where I would say, especially now that he's older, right? He just turned 18. I feel mm -hmm. like now it's weird now that he's like grown. <laughs> now I'm setting those boundaries and, you know, those <laughs> things. With him. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you do know I'm 18, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. You're still my baby. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you're never too old for a spanking. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Um, <laughs> well, I think the next one, we're going to like briefly touch on this one because I don't think any, any of these type of parents are listening to us. Um, the uninvolved parent. <laughs> mm. um, and so if you had an uninvolved parent, I, I'm sorry, you, you know, had to go through that. Um, but yeah, of course it, it explains itself, you know, a parent that's not really present um, physically, emotionally, or, you know, or neither. So, yeah. And something that comes to mind with the uninvolved parent too is, one, if they were parented that way, right, and maybe for a parent that has experienced like pretty intense trauma, mm -hmm. right, they may check out very easily, right. and not even, not even like maybe, not even being conscious of being uninvolved. That's true. That's true. Because they could think that, like, even, like, emotionally uninvolved, the parent could be there physically and don't even realize that they're not there emotionally for their child. Um, yes. So, yeah, I could I could definitely see that. So, yeah. I hope my children don't ever think I've been uninvolved. <laughs> no. <laughs> I doubt it. They're like, you're too involved, lady. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Mom, just be a little uninvolved for a while. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Mom's like, how are you? How's your feel? Like, what's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> like, back <laughs> off, lady. We don't want to talk about feelings anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. What, what are we going to talk about next? Which other parenting style? All right. What about what well, this was one that resonated with me um, was the free range parenting style. Mm -hmm. um, I know with this one, um, you know, it's like I didn't want to be too overbearing with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted them to, and I still try to do this, just encourage them to follow their dreams like not it's not about me it's about them um I do try to well you know my last child super independent um almost a little bit too much um but just kind of like giving them their space you know and not being so overprotective um, right 
that's how I feel like. And it's funny because I feel like I do that more so with her Uh than I did with my other kids. It was like after each one, I just loosen the reins a little bit more and more, you know, and now I'm like, okay, you're good. Um, Any reason why or how that could have happened? I honestly, you know, I had two boys and then a girl and maybe I'm just biased. No, it's not really biased because for my kids, she was definitely more mature and more independent earlier than the other ones. Got you. So I didn't feel the need to hover. That makes sense. And because there's such a large age gap between my kids, I also Mm -hmm. believe that contributed to her being independent so much sooner. Okay. You know, it was like she was trying to keep up with the older ones. Right. So she grew up a lot faster. All right. Yeah, that that makes sense. I just, I usually hear of parents being more protective over their daughter and then kind of letting the boys be more of a free range type deal. (laughs) Um, So it was just interesting to me that yours is flipped the other way around. It definitely is. Now, when she gets to be like 15 and 16, we can, re- <laughs> we, can re- <laughs> we can revisit this conversation. <laughs> right now she's 10, so we're good, you know? But it's funny because even now she's like coming into her, her own and she's trying to wear little crop tops. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, go change that shirt, you know? <laughs> But mommy, all the kids are doing it, you know? So I think right now it's a little bit easier to do that. I definitely think when it gets to her to start dating and all those things Mm -hmm. that mama bear will come out more. Right. Um, yeah. So I think, so for me, as I mentioned, you know, when I first started having kids, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life when it came to parenting. And I think I was going down the more traditional route of authoritative. Um, I knew before I had kids, I I didn't want to like, you know, spank my kids and heavily punish them. Um, I wanted them to have their own voice. I didn't really know the the title of that type of parenting until I, you know, really started digging in there recently. Um, So I would say I started off as like, authoritative and then I kind of like switched on over to like gentle conscious parenting um which is kind of it's difficult in my household because my husband wants to be more of the you know authoritative type parenting and I'm like the more gentle parenting so I'm like dude we gotta go on the same page here these kids are gonna fight us against each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but with uh gentle parenting you know you kind of instead of punishing um, and having consequences for everything, you kind of get on their level and figure out why they're doing what they're doing and just help them make better choices, you know, in the future um, or the next time. Um, So I, I talk a lot with my kids and I will say gentle parenting is really, really difficult and draining because you do a lot of talking. Um, I remember when I was a kid, like if I 
if you told me to do something and I asked why, and you said, because I said so, that was a huge trigger for me. Um, because I'm like, mm. I'm asking why not to be, you know, smart ass just because I want to know, like, why is this important? Why is this necessary? What is this helping? Like, I'm really digging into the why of, you know, what I'm being told to do. So one thing I yeah. did, I told myself when I was pregnant, I said, you will never tell your kid because I said so. Um, and so we all know how many times a kid says why to us. <laughs> um, and so oh I find gosh, yeah. so many, right? <laughs> and I know people look at me crazy, but if I like tell my kids to like go get in the shower and they say why, I'm not going to say because I said so. I'm going to explain because you need good hygiene. Like, you know, you don't want to walk around smelling bad. And so I do find myself explaining a lot to my kids. Um, right. And I know some people might think it's just too much, but I prefer for them to understand why they're being asked to do something instead of just told to do something and still don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, that's just how I do it. Um, but yeah, so I guess my parenting style is like more gentle, more conscious. Um, I, like I said, I try not, I don't spank actually. Um, my kids will they always laugh at me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a spank you. They're like, okay, it's going to feel like a feather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they know that's just not my thing. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I just don't like hurting people ever. So I've never been into spanking. Um, you know, it's really funny because I don't spank either. Like my daughter has never had a spanking in her life. Mm -hmm. Like she may have got popped on her hand or something. Right. Right. But she's never had a spanking. And I, going back to what you were saying, I think that as time has evolved, mm -hmm. we, ha we, this is just my personal opinion, but we have to start doing things differently because um, telling kids, because I said so, mm -hmm. I get where that phrase comes from, right? Because why are you questioning an adult? Right. Right. And we also have to be okay with kids questioning adults. Absolutely. I want my kids to. Yes. And not in this disrespectful manner. Right. But it's okay for them to understand why. You Absolutely. Know? And it builds this confidence. It builds their confidence to and that we respect their their voices. And that we're going to listen to them. And it's kind of like, I show you respect, you show me respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know most adults think that children should just automatically respect them. And I'm like, no, respect is earned and not given. Like, yeah. are you respecting this child? Like, are you showing them respect to get respect from them? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times people don't look at children as being full people. And I'm like, they're a full person. So they're owed the same respect that you're demanding from this child. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, that's where a lot of adults go wrong with kids. And then back to asking like why and actually getting a real answer to it. Just think about how that can carry off into their future. Like if they're um, like working a job or something and they're curious about why their boss is telling them to do something. And again, it's not being disrespectful. It's just saying like, you know, how is this helping the company or, you know, I do it this way. 
how is this benefiting it better than me doing it this way? So I think it just gives them that confidence, like going out into the real world and advocating for themselves in other areas of their lives. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It gives them a voice. It does. It does. Um, and so <laughs> everyone that meets my children know they're, they are very outspoken. Um, and I'm okay with that. And like I said, it gets tiring and it's draining and I spend a lot of time talking. Um, but if that's going to make them like better human beings as they get older, mm -hmm. I'll do it any day. Like, I don't want to shut my kids down, you know, by not yeah. letting them, you know, speak their piece and say what they need to say. Not well, you, and I also think that it also, when you're having these conversations with kids, then it also opens up a whole another layer to explore mm -hmm. different emotions, right? And different thoughts. Yes. Because a lot of times kids are thinking things and feeling things that may not be accurate. And they don't know this because they're assuming that someone is feeling this way or that you meant it another way. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have, they don't have that discernment that adults have. Right. Right. Cause their, their, their frontal lobe is not completely developed yet and it's not going to be for a very long time. Absolutely. So I think that it's really helpful to then have that dialect of, Hey, why are you feeling the way you're feeling? You know, it, and I know it's really hurtful for kids just to be like, Hey, suck it up, get over it. You know, oh, yeah. and not even have that dialect with them. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Um, I think, Wait, I just lost my train of thought. What was I about to say? What was I about to say, Marlo? I just we were lost talking my about the dialect and not just saying "suck it up." And oh yeah, 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 yeah. I um, I remember. I think I wrote a blog post about this actually about um, one of my twins when I was going through some things with him and just not uh, telling him, you know be quiet, stop crying, instead of telling him stop crying, like getting on his level and, you know, finding out why he's feeling the way he's feeling. It really uh, played a major part in him being able to then communicate to me what he was feeling and why he was feeling that. Yes. Um, and I think when we do shut them down like that, I mean, that causes so many other issues down the line. Like, I, I honestly think that's why a lot of people today, grown people, can't express their feeling in a healthy manner. Yes. Because of the way we were shut down when we were kids. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want my kids to fill all the fills and let people know exactly how they're feeling about a situation. Um, and I'm like, being disrespectful, I mean, I think it's your perception. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times if kids do speak their mind, they're viewed as being disrespectful. But I think we as parents and adults, even if you don't have kids, need to learn how to take a step back and say, why do I, why do I find this as being disrespectful right. and figure out what part of you and what part of your childhood um, deem that particular thing disrespectful. And then to find out whether it truly is disrespectful or not, because I will mm -hmm. tell you a lot of the things that I learned growing up was disrespectful is not disrespectful at all. It's just you advocating for yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And especially when it comes to boys, you know, I feel like <laughs> girls are given more of an opportunity to express themselves, to cry, to do those things. And right. when it's a boy, you know, it's like, man up, 
Stop yes. acting like a little girl. Yes. <laughs> well, what's, what's wrong with being a little girl? <laughs> right. Well, that, know, so- and as soon as we start dating these guys that were told this their whole entire lives, we're like, why can't you tell me how you're feeling? Why do you hold everything in? Well, look at yeah. how they were raised. Yeah. Like, so no, I want my boys, like, I'll let them cry it out. I'm like, tell me what's going on. I'm I'm not shutting up my boys and I don't want them to feel like they can't feel certain things just because they're a boy. That's it's okay for them to show emotion and we want them to show emotion. Absolutely. This is how you, it, I was just getting ready to say that. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're on the same page. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, because we both, you know, we both have boys Mm-hmm. you know and yeah it's so important like even now with my my 18 year old he we're struggling with that now he doesn't want to show emotion he holds things in and I'm like dude just speak your piece right like exactly. no one's gonna judge you for that oh I don't want anybody to think I'm a punk well they're not right right and it's gonna help you feel so much better when you can just get oh. everything off your chest and someone validates your feelings, even if we don't agree, right? I'm still going to go ahead and validate your feelings Absolutely. Um, because they're your feelings. You're entitled right. to feel how you want to feel. Yep. I think that's a, that's a big point um, that you just touched on with parenting is making sure you're validating your children's feelings. Like even if like my kids can walk up to me and say, mom, you made me mad when, and guess what? I'm going to say, well, let's talk about this. What did I do to make you mad? You know, what can we do next time? We're going to talk about it. But when I was younger, if I walked up to an adult and told them they made me mad, oh, I was in a world of trouble. You're going to get popped in the mouth. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think it's important that we allow them to do that and we validate their feelings. Like, I'm sorry I made you mad. Let's go over this. Let's figure this out together. Yes. Um, but Yeah just shutting out their emotions and telling them why they like, I don't know. A big one is like when kids are scared, um, they might not be scared. It might be other things, you know, making them scared might be the easiest thing for them to say. And so you're like, you're not scared. You're fine. Turn the light off and go to sleep instead of like going and talking to them and validating. Okay. You're scared. You know, what's going on? Why are you scared? What's happening? Just digging in a little bit deeper to get to why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Cause then you can help better. Yes. If you're just shutting them out, you, I mean, that's not healthy for, for them or you. Yeah. And then they're just going to feel like, oh, she doesn't care. Or my uh-huh. dad doesn't care. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So a little um, pointer there, right. Since we were talking about this whole validation thing um, with our kids, it's also validation works wonders in relationships mm-hmm. you know just with anybody right whether it's co-workers whether it's um your spouse your partner whoever it yeah. is um I think the great thing about validation is you don't have to agree with people but you can still validate their feelings I'm glad you said that I mean that's a reminder I need for myself even I think as you just in life in general when someone come to you and like let you know how they're feeling if it's something against you, you're automatically on the defense. Yep. Instead of validating your feelings and then just talking through the issue. 
So. Imagine how much less conflict there would be in the world or even people that don't shy, that people that shy away from conflict. Mm-hmm. If people just validated other people's feelings, yep. then people would actually feel a lot more comfortable with Absolutely. expressing themselves. I agree with you 100%. That is so true. I mean, because most of the time when people do have issues, um, it's because they don't feel like they're being heard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, just validating someone's feelings can go so far in life. I mean, it can make, it can change someone's life, you know, by validating someone else's feelings. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And it's something that we don't do enough of. And, and we could probably do a whole friggin' I was about to say validation. that. I was about <laughs> we can just title it validation. No, seriously. Um, I think that's the, the whole problem in the world today. <laughs> Honestly. I agree. Validation and lack of love. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's definitely something that we can um, have a conversation about also, because those are things that would tremendously help just in household in general, right? right. With everyone. And lack yeah. of empathy as well. Yes. I think that's a big one that that's lacking. Um, yeah, especially in these days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and so um, to take it back to children, I mean, just being even empathetic with your children, children, mm-hmm. like, know so um all right so I think that was our gentle um parenting style um the other one I thought I was going to try to do when I first had kids was attachment parenting um I did the whole baby carrying co-sleeping um kind of keeping the babies close y'all I am over that attachment parenting let me tell you <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't get this girl out my bed. <laughs> See? Exactly. Oh, I'm like, who thought this was a good idea? Um, no, I'm just joking. If you if attachment parenting is working for you, by all means keep doing it, keep enjoying it. Um, I enjoyed it more when they were like baby babies, like newborn babies. Yes. But now that you know my kids are kind of like, you know pre-K age and, and, you know, uh, kindergarten and, you know, school and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm over the, cause I, I, you can tell like when a parent, you know, did attach a parent with their kids, like, cause my daughter is always hanging all over me. Um, she needs me to go to sleep. Like at four years old, I still rock her to sleep. Um, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think that um, I loved it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that that parenting style is really hard for me because I'm not that touchy feely parent. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a struggle for me. And mm-hmm. having a girl was a struggle for me because I had two boys first. Yes. And they're not touchy feely. So I was like, man, this is great. Right? Like they would want to snuggle here and there. They would want kisses here and there. Girls, it was a whole nother story. And I'm just like, whoa, it's going to take me a minute to get used to this. 
Right. You know, so the attachment, like, you know, obviously when she was a newborn, you know, I did the same thing. She probably slept on my chest or her dad's chest for, you know, the first six months. Mm-hmm. And then we couldn't get her out of the, she wanted to sleep in her crib. Um, she always had to sleep with us. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I agree. I think that, you know, if it's working, keep doing it. Um, and what I really realized with going through this list is sometimes you got to just pull from here, pull from here, pull from absolutely. here. Oh, yeah. It's not black and white for sure. No. Um, yeah. And I, I don't even know why I even thought I could do attachment parenting. Um, I don't like being touched. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a phobia for it or whatever, but I don't really like people touching me. Um, mm-hmm. and so for me to even attempt attachment parenting, I mean, it would bring me to tears sometimes and I'm not exaggerating, um, right. like from having her touch me and I, you know, I breastfed my babies. And so now at four years old, she still like have to touch my boobs throughout the day. Whenever she's, I usually can tell when she's sleepy cause she'll walk up to me and grab my boob. Um, but, but yeah, y'all, I, I mean, it, it literally brought me to tears a few times. I'm just like, I need you to stop touching me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what, I didn't know who I was. Like <laughs> when I was first started having kids, I didn't know who I was because I would have known, do not go the attachment parenting route. That ain't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, now we're here trying to get, and I had a rough time getting all my kids out of my bed. I'm not even gonna lie. All four mm-hmm. of them. I mean, at one time, literally all four kids were sleeping in my bed at the same time. Oh Um, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Um, So slowly I started being able to like slide them out. But then this little girl of mine, she is like, mm, she's like not Not leaving, not leaving at all. So like, I can't really force her to leave because then that goes against my whole like gentle parenting because I'm trying to like, you know, make sure she's happy. Don't want to force her and don't want to make her mad and upset, you know. So we've been gently trying to, you know, ease her into her bed. So if you're listening to this and you have any tips, tricks to get this little girl out of my bed, send them my way. (laughs) (laughs) I am all ears. Um, I can't do cry it out. Um, She's a headbanger, so she'll just bang her head on the wall. Um, So, yeah, any gentle ways of getting her out of my bed let me know. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I think with my middle child, he did not start sleeping by himself until he was probably six or seven. Marla, so you tell me how three more years of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but here's the good news. It's your last one. Yes, yes, she is my last one. <laughs> so after that, you're home free. Very true. I feel like she's gonna be in my bed till she's 18, though. Nah, she'll get out. It's just gonna take. See, you did such a great job at parenting. She doesn't want to leave you. Oh, you know? so <laughs> so one day she told me, "Mommy, maybe it's a good idea if Daddy sleeps in my bed, and then we can have the bed to ourselves." <laughs> I was like, wait, no, that's not the route we're trying to take here. That's not it. 
happening oh my God, two days later. So she goes, oh, how about we get a, a family bed that we all can fit in? And I'm like, no, I just want you out of my bed. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, does she does she she has a room to herself, right? She does. Do the twins have a room together? They do for now. Mhm. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe she just doesn't like to be alone. No. She so Christian, my oldest, he has tried sleeping with her the last couple nights. And oh. she kicked him out her room. She said, "Get out of my room. I don't want you in my room." So I'm like, "Okay." So we're trying to like let you sleep in your bed with someone that's not working. Let you sleep in your bed by yourself. That's not working. Like she only wants to sleep. She really think my bed is hers. She does. Because she asked me if we can buy her a bed like ours. And I'm like, little girl, I'm not buying you a, a king size bed at four years old. I'm not. I <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yep. Any wow. tips or tricks? Y'all just let me know. Yep. So yeah, if y'all have anything for Brittany, send it her way. Cause it sounds like she needs some help. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. All righty. So let's see here. Uh, what time are we at? Oh, we're right at 40 minutes. Um, so I guess we can go through just like helicopter and what, which ones did we want to, was it helicopter and Oh, free range. Those were the opposites we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which one is the helicopter one? So, the helicopter parent is when they hover their children and want to protect them from everything. They can't fall. They can't eat this. They can't do this. Um, they don't want any harm to come to their children, and they have to watch their every move and every breath. <laughs> Sorry, if you're a helicopter parent, I apologize. That's just not my style of parenting. I think kids mm-hmm. need to live and learn, you know, on their own. Yeah. They, need to get hurt. they need to scratch a knee. Like, they'll be okay. They'll survive. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder, too, like, you know, with that parenting style, what what is, like, why is a parent like that? Is it something that has happened in their life where there's, like, whoa, right? I can see just from mm-hmm. experience, especially with younger, like, if someone has lost a child. Yes, I could that. That they could very well be a helicopter parent. Right. Right, because we've had this this experience, and now we are going to be super mm-hmm. overprotective and not let anything happen to another child. Well, with you saying that, um, I think that, I think it's very important for us as people to get help, like therapy, to work through, you know, things that has happened to us, like either in our childhood or growing up or, you know, things that would um, cause us to parent a certain way mm-hmm. that could cause harm to our children. Um, I think it's important for us to work out our demons, our triggers out, you know, any issues that may come up in our parenting style, just so we're not like passing that off to our children. Um, I agree a hundred percent. And I can also tell you that a lot of parents don't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. 
right? Sometimes we don't know how things are going to impact us until way later on in life. Right. And then we're like, oh, shoot. You know, then we realize it. But I totally agree with you that, Mm -hmm. especially when you've had trauma in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You definitely have to work out those things and, and just be mindful of it. Right. Because we do live 95% of our days in autopilot, which we don't even realize but Mm -hmm. we do. So a lot of times we're exhibiting behaviors that we don't even, that we're not even conscious of. Right. And, and a lot of people don't realize that we're adulting from the, the child inside of us. Correct. Um, and they never, they never fixed that issue, um, to be, you know, I guess not a better adult, a healthy, I guess I'll say healthy, you know, adult. Um, so I think I think that's very important, and I, I think that's actually a, a good place to to leave this off at. Um, is just you know making sure that we are mindful while while we're parenting, um, to make sure we ain't ruining our kids for the future. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like we don't. We want to make sure that we are you know. We want to make sure that we are because you know I don't necessarily agree with you know the the term that like everyone is broken i mean oh. yes we've all had trauma right? right to whatever extent it may be however um if you can heal any parts of that trauma it's super important Absolutely. so that we know what healthy relationships look like and we mm-hmm. understand that taking care of ourselves is not selfish um and also understanding we can't pour from an empty cup absolutely so I agree. Um, we have to take care of ourselves as parents, as new parents, as you know, parents that ha- their kids are grown. It doesn't matter. You still got to take care of you and help yourself heal. Absolutely. I think that's very, very important. And you'll see how that, you know, like bleeds into your children. Um, so yeah, we don't want to pass any of our traumas off into off to our children. So take care of you, take care of yourself, take care of any past traumas. And it's okay if you need therapy. Oh, it's absolutely. It's okay. Um, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to be the, um, the generation breakers, right? Cause a lot of times yes. we carry these, um, these generation, I call them the generational curses, mm-hmm. um, from generation to generation. Like you'll see a whole history of addiction, in certain families or just toxic relationships. And we have to be able to break those cycles or they're going to continue to our grandchildren, their grandchildren. And it just goes from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So. so that's what we'll leave you with. Break those generational curses, get help. If you think you need help. Yep. Yeah. Well, this was good. I, I, I enjoyed this topic tonight so much. I did too. So yeah, if if you all want to touch more on this topic or you want to tell us a little bit about your parenting style, the pros and cons of each one, let us know. Um, we do have an Instagram to Mamas Uncensored underscore podcast. Um, so you can hit us up on there and please follow us on um, Instagram. And then, or you can shoot us an email at twomamasuncensored at gmail and the number two. Um, 
Yeah. Perfect. Well, right. I wish everyone a fantastic evening and thank you all so much for listening and everyone have a great night. Thank you. We will talk to you all next time. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,